Hello and welcome to Nightcap with Jim. I'm the titular Jim, and tonight I will be discussing the trailers recently dropped for Terminator Dark Fate and Rambo Last Blood, and finally talking to you about um, the three TV shows that I've been watching week to week, which I haven't done since Netflix. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting episode. Uh, for more content you may enjoy, please check out our Morning Mugami podcast and our other social media content at Mugami Players across all the different social media. Alright, let's get into it. Alright, first on the docket tonight, Rambo Last Blood. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am a, uh, I'm a fan of the Rambo films. Um, you know, they're, they're, um, they're not, you know, like the greatest action movies of all time or anything like that, but they, uh, for me anyway, are pretty damn entertaining. Um, uh, I personally, I think the first one might be the best, uh, just because it's, um, so grounded and, and realistic and the, the rest of them turn, get pretty crazy. Uh, but the first one I think is a really, really solid piece of filmmaking and, um, uh, I really enjoy it, which is weird because when I was a kid, I used to think that, um, uh, First Blood Part 2 was the best one, and then the Afghanistan, or, no, wait, that one was the Afghanistan one, or was it? I can't even remember. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'll clear that up when I talk about Rambo in its own episode. Uh, but anyway, um, the trailer for Last Blood just dropped, um, uh, I think a day or two ago, and, uh, it looks pretty toit, I gotta say. Um, I'm pretty psyched to see this one. Uh, you know, I've said a couple of times, uh, not not necessarily on the show, but just like to people in general, like I don't think Sly's ever going to be done with Rocky, um, but uh, wrapping up Rambo once and for all with a nice little bow on it, I think is going to be really really cool um, for for him and for us. You know, to finally put this very iconic, uh, really awesome character to bed. It's going to be a little bit sad um, to see to see no more Rambo stuff come um about but uh at the same time it's like do we really need a new rambo movie every you know five ten years or whatever or every you know every year or something like that um because we don't you know we just don't um but do we need one last really really kick-ass rambo movie i wholeheartedly think so and uh i believe that's what we're gonna get because that's what i uh saw in the trailer personally um Looks like it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, classic kind of Rambo stuff. So, super looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated um, with updates. Uh, I'm going to update you with updates. Uh, I'm going to keep you guys updated uh, as uh, more information comes out about um, Rambo and Terminator and other stuff that I'm looking forward to as well as it comes about. Uh, but anyway, let me jump on to the one that I'm really, really freaking out about, which is Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, so this trailer dropped about a week ago um, at the time of this recording, and uh, I watched it uh, very late at night, and, um, you know, I was I was just closed off, and there was just nothing, you know, like the, my entire world surrounding me basically just faded away, and I was fully immersed in this trailer, and it's got this very, very, very amazing um, cover, this hauntingly beautiful rendition of Bjork's uh, The Hunter. And uh, it plays with this 
um, with the images in the trailer so freaking well. It's just crazy. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am that Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor. That is the dopest thing to happen in a long time. <laughs> so cool. The best thing, easily the best thing to happen to the Terminator franchise since Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, you know, she really is kind of the heart and soul of this universe, and for her to have not been there for three movies uh, was always a real bummer. I mean, T3 was a bummer in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really a big fan of Nick Stahl, and you probably aren't either because you don't know who I'm talking about, and that's the guy who picked up the role of John Connor from Edward Furlong, um, from because uh, he played who played john connor in terminator 2 um salvation i kind of I, I i actually like that one a bit um not my favorite obviously uh and then genesis um honestly was very forgettable i've only watched it once and i don't remember anything that happened in it and that's not because i just watched it once because uh, i have a pretty good memory for stuff um as you guys may have picked up <laughs> but uh but yeah uh so for linda hamilton to come back is just like such a huge shot in the arm for tim miller to to uh take the reins uh directing so tight and for james cameron who i don't like his directing ever since like after pretty much after terminator 2 um i, I checked out on uh james cameron because i hate titanic with a vengeance and avatar is just like okay, that's cool and all, but you just made an alien civilization the Native Americans, basically. And, uh, and you know, you have a crippled guy in a wheelchair who gets this avatar, quote-unquote, um, and can walk again, um, and they have sex with their tails, or their hair, their ponytails or whatever, and stuff, and, like, whatever. Um... And they just made the the cripple guy the you know uh, 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 like John Smith from Pocahontas basically, and I'm just like, do we really need another four or five of these freaking things? And we really don't. But James Cameron's going to do it anyway. Anyway, James Cameron's back as well, producing, which is fine with me. Um, so you got you got a lot of great elements coming together. Um, to 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 get this movie made and oh my god it looks so good it looks so incredible um, Mackenzie Davis is in this one and I've never seen her do any action stuff before but she looks fucking good like and I don't mean like attractive I mean like she looks badass is what I mean like so you know got some badass ladies which I'm all for like 110% uh you got your Linda Hamilton, your Mackenzie Davis, Tim Miller is always, a, you know, he's, I mean, you know, come on, Deadpool, you know, like, do you, do you not like the first Deadpool? Really? You don't? Okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just can't wait for this, I you know, and uh, I was talking to Brett the other day, who you might remember I had on when we were talking about Marvel and DC for my 50th episode, um, and he wasn't as excited as I was so I was like well you know what maybe I should go back and watch it again watched it a whole bunch of times and for me anyway it still looks freaking amazing so I cannot 
cannot cannot wait for terminator dark fate um that's going to be a really special episode i'm going to dedicate i'm just going to do my terminator episode when that comes out in theaters because uh i just can't wait to talk about terminator um a whole bunch especially the first two movies which uh the first one is so good and then terminator 2 judgment day is just like mind-blowingly insane um so uh you know that's going to be a really great uh, uh, time for me. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be back to uh, start talking about the first of three television shows that I'm going to be talking to you about in this episode. Um, uh, and I'm going to start with... Let me see here. Which one should I start with? I'll figure it out, and, and I'll come back. <laughs> but the three shows I'm going to be talking about, just so you know, uh, it's going to be SWAT, uh, SEAL Team, and The Rookie. Um, and The Rookie is something I've been teasing you guys with for uh, like six months now. So I bet you're ready to, for me to finally shut up about it and just talk about it already. Um, shut up about talking about it and just talk about it already. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back with that. Um you know what? I'm going to start with SWAT. We'll start with SWAT. So, yeah, take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about SWAT. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. Now, uh, before I start uh, talking about these TV shows, I want to just uh, uh, take a moment to explain how I'm going to talk about these shows. Because normally I would... I would delve into, you know, the technical aspects and, and the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, but um, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I just want to tell you the, I just want to give you the feels um, um, about, uh, like, uh, my opinion on this, on, on them. Because I, I want to give each of these shows their own particular episode, or their own series, I should say. And, you know, really break it down like I did way, way, way back when I first started this show, um, doing that, uh, talking about that old TV show, uh, Tour of Duty, and so I feel like that's the treatment I want to give to television shows, so, um, so that's what I'm gonna do, uh, at some point down the road, um, I might wait until they either, like, they're either, you know, like, uh, four, maybe five seasons in before I do that, um, just because I don't want to keep updating them, you know, constantly, just over and over again, uh, or I might just wait till the end of their run, um, and just, you know, maybe do, uh, just like what I'm going to do here, which is just like, oh, uh, this last season was great, blah, 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 but just, just the feels of it as opposed to, you know, breaking it down, like what's my favorite episodes and, and, you know, the, the very structured and, you know, uh, detail oriented way I did the tour of duty series. Uh, so this is just going to be like how I feel about these shows. So starting off with that, let's, let's just jump right in. Uh, starting with SWAT. Um, now if any of you, uh, are big cinephiles, um, like me, um, you might know the history of SWAT, which is, uh, originally it was a TV show way, way back in the day. And it was pretty controversial at the time because it was pretty violent. Um, and pushed a lot of boundaries with stuff, and, you know, they were doing stuff that nobody had done on TV before because you you weren't supposed to, <laughs> uh, but they did it anyway. Um, it didn't have a very long run, just a handful of seasons, and then they dropped it, uh, but still left a pretty lasting impact. Uh, then um, uh, Clark Johnson 
um, directed the uh, movie in 2003 with uh, Sam Jackson, Colin Farrell, LL Cool J, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Brian Holt. Um, and uh, I really, really like that movie, you know. Um, I, for me, I wish there was just a bit more SWAT stuff going on. Um, and, you know, a little bit less of the whole, like, uh, the villainish thing with, like, the Jeremy Renner character in that movie, um, where it's, like, the, you know, the arch-rival, arch-nemesis thing. Like, I wish it was just more grounded cop stuff, because, like, the opening of that movie is fantastic. Um, you know, with this, uh, this incident that was very loosely based on the L.A., um, Bank Hollywood shootout in 1997, where these guys, these two dudes... They'd been robbing banks and armored cars up and down, and uh, they walk into the the this this one particular bank, and things just don't go their way. And so it was this crazy gunfight that was like forty four minutes long or something like that, just constant, and it, and it turned this area of of Hollywood into a war zone. And so they opened the movie SWAT with with that uh, with a uh, you know a very loose sort of a recreation of that um you know they add in two extra bank robbers with body armor and AKs so it really ramps up the intensity and stuff uh but then it's just kind of the you know with the Jeremy Renner arch nemesis villain thing just kind of like eh I like it I just don't love it you know what I mean um but I still I still really dig that movie um and then um uh Sean Ryan and a, someone else I forget their name off the top of my head because again I'm not doing details and stuff uh they they uh, developed uh, it for tv again starring um shamar moore as the uh uh absolutely fantastic character of uh um <laughs> of hondo harrelson um of daniel hondo harrison uh Mostly in an unknown cast, like I don't know a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple of them here and there, and some stuff like uh, Patrick Saint Esprit, I think is his name, who plays the captain uh, or the commander of SWAT, and um, the uh, and Peter Oranari. I'm really bad with names. Uh, these this today, but uh, <laughs> um, who who plays? Uh, uh, the uh, another SWAT team leader, uh, you know, seeing him around uh, here and there, uh, and so like the only person I really know from this cast is uh, the only two people I really know uh, well from this cast are Shamar Moore and Kenny Johnson. Uh, Kenny Johnson, you probably don't know him by name, but if you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy, you will recognize him. Uh, and uh, if you go back to the Shield with um, Michael Chiklis, you'll know him as a member of the Strike Force. Uh, or as a strike team. Sorry, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched the Shield in so long. Uh, but anyway, um, the cast is great, uh, uh, and I love uh, their interactions and how the writers are playing with the story and the chemistry of these guys, um, and playing with you know our expectations uh, based on previous incarnations of SWAT. Um, so that's really really cool. I just love how they're they're they're. Um, they're taking it. They're you know they're making the characters their own thing. You know, like um, in the movie, uh, Street was ex Navy SEAL. In this new show, he's uh, from Long. He's a uh, you know cop from Long Beach who you know 
kicks ass and takes names and then he gets to you know metro division and he gets a real wake-up call smack in the face type of thing you know where it's like you know you can't be a you can't be a cowboy uh and run off all alone you know we're a we're a team here so you gotta you gotta come back and you know you gotta work as a team you can't just lone wolf it um so that's really cool you know um just like how again like how they're they're playing off of of expectation and stuff like that because that was like my favorite part of the Jim Street character from the film was the fact that he was an ex-Navy SEAL because it just gave his character this uh, air of authority and um, authority not in terms of like uh, you know like subordinate and superior type of thing but like authority uh, of just like he can handle himself in whatever situation that he comes across because he's a freaking Navy SEAL um, but, but, it, but it's cool that, you know, that, cause they, that they changed it. I mean, I kind of wish they didn't, but I, I'm kind of glad they did at the same time because it gives this character something, it gives the actor especially something fresh to play with as opposed to trying to, you know, recreate moments or to try and make moments his own. Um, so he gets to, so you have an actor who's able to come into this character that's been played three times before or two times before. Um, you know, and it's the same thing with, with, um, with Hondo, you know, I mean, like, they, they kept the, the you know, he used to be a Marine thing um, from from the movie. Uh, I don't know if he was a Marine in the in the original TV show, because uh, I've actually never seen that. Um, <laughs> I just never had, was able to get my hands on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I just love what they're doing with the show. You know, the action is really, really good. You know the the first episode directed by Justin Lin really set the tone for the action in this in this series, um, and I think it's done done uh, very very well. Um, in terms of like ratings and you know critical response, had a bit of a rough start, but uh, you know they they just kept chugging forward and um, you know they they found their footing pretty quickly I think anyway, uh, and they've produced some really incredible moments in television. Um, just really, really good stuff. You should definitely check it out. And I'm happy to report that they have been confirmed for Season 3. So uh, definitely looking forward to that for sure. Because these first two seasons were so good. Uh, and I just, you know, as I said, I've been watching them week to week. So I just finished Season 2 of SWAT uh, like a week or two ago. Uh, two weeks ago. I'm going to say two weeks ago. Or a week. One, one or two weeks, one or two weeks ago. It was an indeterminate amount of time previous to this particular moment <laughs> in history. Um, and I just really liked, I really, really, really dig the show. So I'm probably going to stick with uh, watching them week to week because uh, uh, I just need my SWAT fix, you know? Um, <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for SWAT. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about SEAL Team. Which is, ugh, love that show. All right, taking a quick break, coming back to talk about SEAL Team. Stay tuned. Hey, Nightcap listeners, this is Heath from the morning show, Morning Mungamy. So if you want more Mungamy content and you just want to check out more of the Mungamy players, go over to Morning Mungamy wherever podcasts are streamed. That's Morning Mungamy. And we're a morning show, so uh, start your day with me, and you can end your day with Jim. Again, that's Morning Mungamy, and you can find that wherever podcasts are streamed. That's M-A-N-G-A-M-I, players all condensed into one word. 
All right, and now for uh, me to talk about SEAL Team Seasons 1 and 2. Um, before I get into it, I do have to acknowledge that this show has probably one of the worst titles of all time. Like, just so clunky and generic. I mean, like, you know what you're getting, but it's just like, ugh. You know, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because I think, you know, they probably were going to call it, like, Team 6 or SEAL Team 6 or something like that. Uh, but the uh, History Channel show came out around the same time, and they they snagged the title 6. Um, and that's the uh, um, one with Walton Goggins on it, uh, which is also excellent, and you should also check that out as well. Uh, reason I'm not talking about that, even though I just uh, sang its praises, is because I've only seen the first three or four episodes of that. Uh, I uh, got into it briefly, and then I just let it sit for a while, so um, I can just, you know, j- when I jump back into it, I just have like two seasons ready to go, uh, so I can binge the crap out of it. Um, but yeah, like, I just wish they could have called this show something different, you know, like Bravo Team, or, or, you know, something like that, or just, just anything but SEAL Team, because, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know exactly what you're gonna get with the show, but it's just, just not a great title, man, like, it just is not a very good title, (laughs) but it's an amazing show, though, like, it's incredibly well done, well made, um, and I love the structure that they have to it. So, like, the way that it works, right, is the first half of the season, they will do um, um, what's called a spin-up. So, they'll be at home, you know, uh, wherever they live. I think they live in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, but I'm not sure. I might be misremembering something. Um but, uh, so wherever they live, in, in in America, you know, so they're, you know, living on home soil, and they get, they do spin-ups, and that's just an individual mission that, so it's, it's a mission of the week type of thing for the first half of the season. Uh, and then, uh, the second half is deployment, and so that's just the entire rest of the season is them on deployment, and we don't cut back to America or anything like that. So, like, all of the personal stories that are happening uh, with other characters that are there when they're in the U.S. uh, fade away, basically. I mean, they don't fade away. It's just we don't have any of those other characters. We just have the SEAL team um, when they're on deployment. Um, And they're still dealing with all that stuff that, you know, their personal drama and whatnot. It's just now they have, you know, 10,000 miles between them and the person that they're having the drama with um, and and whatnot. So uh, you really do get to go through the experience of what it's like to to be in this particular profession where, you know, you you are called away at any at a moment's notice. What doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, you could be at your daughter's quinceanera or your kid's baptism, or, you know, your your wedding, or whatever, you know, your daughter's been thrown in jail for drunk driving, or some or something like that. These are random examples um, I'm just throwing out there. Uh, none of these actually happen in the show. Um, but, uh, you know, just whatever you're doing, you know, it doesn't matter. See, the, the team comes first, and the mission comes first. So, you know, whatever they're doing, and then boop, 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 boop beeper goes off and it's time to get time to head to the office uh because you're getting spun up and uh 
And that's just got to be so tough on not just these guys, but their families. You know what I mean? Like to be called away like that at a moment's notice. And then, you know, like, I don't know if they're coming back because no other branch of the military has a system really like that, you know, um, except for maybe special other special forces uh, outfits. Um, you know, like if you're just in the infantry and in the army, you go on deployment and then you get, you know, for six months or whatever, and then you come home for six months. And then if you sign up for another tour, you do another tour. Um, uh, you do another deployment. But uh, with the SEALs, it's just, no, this is your full-time job. You, you, you get whatever time off we, we, we allow because we need shit. Shit needs to get done, and you got to go do it. Like, you're the people that do the stuff. So, um so, you know, it, it gets pretty intense. Uh, this is a very, very intense show. It's a lot of high drama, a lot of really intense, amazing action sequences that are so well done. Um, the reason I didn't originally get into the show was because of David Boreanaz. And it's not that I don't like David Boreanaz. It's just I was not convinced that he would he, he could play a seal. Um and one night, I, you know, it was just really late. I could not get to sleep for whatever reason. And uh, I was like, well, you know, because um, YouTube sometimes will do a deal where they'll drop the first episode of, of a series uh, for free um, just to tease you and get you excited about it. So I just, you know, bam, it's free. Might as well check it out. Um, and then it just sat there on my computer for the longest time until this one particular night. And I was just like, I was scrolling through my per my purchases, just trying to find something to watch before I went to bed. And I was like, oh, let's give this a shot. Watched it and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, this is amazing. Like, incredible stuff. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it feels like it shouldn't be on TV. And what I mean by that is just, like, the action and the, the violence is so visceral and in your face that it feels like it's a rated R type of a project in terms of, you know, just how far they go with the stuff. Because, I mean, like, these guys, you know, because Navy SEALs, I don't know if you know, but they can, they can shoot, and they can shoot real well. Um, and so when these guys shoot, uh, and they have a unique way of, you know, of shooting because they just keep shooting until they are... A hundred percent, you know, like if even if they shoot someone in the head just right off the bat, they'll still put another three or four in their chest just to make sure, you know. Um, so when these guys shoot someone, it's pink mist. And if you don't know what I mean, I'm talking about like squib, like blood effects, you know, blood spatter um, effects uh, from a squib, uh, which is a, a, a basically like the, the best way I can describe it is the cheap homemade version. And that's, you know, you basically take a like a condom or a balloon or whatever and you put your your blood mix into it and then you uh, put a small explosive um, <clears throat> with a pad to separate that from your actual body uh, so that when the small explosive goes off you get the uh, you know blood shooting out effect um, and when these guys shoot man it's pink mist and like I don't know if you've been kept keeping up with um, a lot of these new action shows but some of them are, are using a some of the, a couple of them are using the same workaround, which is um, dust, like this you know this gray dust like matter is coming out of the squibs instead of blood, so that they can have a squib effect, um, 
and not have to worry about the sensors getting on on their asses and stuff. Um, I it's a good effect, but it doesn't really make any sense because our our you know arteries and veins and such are not filled with fucking, with fucking dirt, so it doesn't really make sense. I mean, especially because like a lot of these guys. Like, a lot of the times, there's not dirt or anything on the person that's being shot. So, it's like, where is that coming from? For real. Um, you know, like, this... And, and it's a technique that they borrowed from from uh, Asian action films where um, they will put dirt, dust, and stuff like that on the actors uh, in, a mar- in martial arts films where they're, you know, doing a fight scene so that you can really see the movement and then also see the impact. Like, that it basically is their way of proving that they went full contact um, on a thing. So, you know, you'll see Donnie Yen swing around and kick someone in the chest, and then dirt will fly off their chest, and you're like, Donnie Yen really kicked that guy! You know, um, so it's, it's it's a cool technique to, you know, just be like, yeah, that really happened. Confirm, confirmed, it was confirmed. Confirmed. Well, let me say that word correct. Confirmed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, but with SEAL Team, no, they just go right at it and, you know, just pink mist. And um, and it just, it's crazy. It just, you know, like you, it's, it's a very immersive show too. Like they really take you th- there. Like the way that they shoot it is absolutely fantastic. One of the best camera crews working in television right now, for sure. Got to give props to those guys. Um, and I just love the stories that they're telling, you know, the, the intense personal drama. Cause usually I just like, usually with TV shows, I don't care about your personal shit. You know, it's like, I want the good stuff. Just give me the good stuff, please. You know, um, I just want to have my steak and broccoli. I don't want you to also give me asparagus and, and spinach, you know, cause I don't, I like broccoli, but I don't like spinach and asparagus, but, um, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like, just give me my goddamn steak and fries, man. And, and, and my broccoli and leave that other stuff over there. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but this show, no, like I really care about these characters, you know, you really do. And, uh, a lot of that comes down to the acting, you know, David Boreanaz is just, does such a great job of leading this wonderful cast, you know, um, I just love all these characters so much, I mean, they get on my nerves sometimes, but that means you really do care about a show, is like when a character does something and you're like, I do not agree with you at all, you have made me angry, sir or madam, then you know you really care about what's going on, um, with the show and, and the stories and the characters portrayed therein, so, um, I can't wait for season three, which has been confirmed, uh, so, a lot of good news on this episode of Jim, uh, of Nightcap with Jim. Um, so excited, you know, uh, it's not often I get to just have a bunch of good news, um, in my episode where it's just like, good news for the future, guys! Things are gonna be alright. Um, will that trend continue when I come to the next segment where I talk about The Rookie? Stay tuned and find out. I'll be right back. All right, finally, the time has come for me to actually have a segment where I talk about The Rookie starring Nathan Fillion. Uh, You guys have been hearing me just tease you for six months about this uh, show, and finally, I'm going to talk about it. Um, (laughs) uh, 
Wow. Um, I just love this show so much. It is hands down my favorite new show of uh, of the year, of the 2018-2019 um, roster of TV shows. Favorite new show for sure. Uh, it's just so damn good. You know, it's just so well made, so well put together, so well thought out. And it takes us on a journey that we've never been on before um, when it comes to police shows. And that is through the spectrum and through the eyes of rookies from their very first day on the job and onwards. And um, I know there might be one or two of you guys out there that are like, Well, Jim, what about Rookie Blue? Huh? I don't really count that one. Um, Or there might be a couple of you that are like, Well, hey, Jim, what about Ben McKenzie's character in Southland? Hmm? Fair point, but that's one character. This show, um, it's uh, there's three rookies. So you have three different people who are all learning this job, and we focus entirely on them and their training officers. Like, it doesn't really go off to other characters um, almost ever. Um, it's really just focusing on these six, uh, these six characters. Um, and there's, you know, other characters around as well uh, in the periphery, but, you know, um, they, it, it's not, the focus is never really on them. Um, and even if the focus is on them, it's always with a rookie tagging along in some form or fashion. So, uh, the show really just focuses on the rookie experience and that is just great. And, and it, and and again, the reason I, I, I say that never before is because yeah, you had rookie blue and yeah, Ben McKenzie's character in Southland, but none of those shows just showed like the entire, like gave us the entire process of a day in the life of a cop. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes they did in some episodes, but this one, every episode, it's day in the life of a cop, you know? And uh, it's pretty intense, you know? And and sometimes, um, you know, not so intense because it's paperwork and stuff. Uh, but um, it's just so great, though, you know, because they... they, they I mean, and, and I don't know how realistic the show is in terms of depicting what it's like to be a cop, but um, it looks pretty close, you know, um, from the way that their training officers interact with them and, you know, show them the ropes and how to do this and how to do that and, you know, um, and seeing them having to, you know, process a, a, a suspect uh, or a perpetrator Um filling out the paperwork on set arrest, um, or, you know, like, how did, how they, you know, deal when, how they deal when, uh, they, uh, crash their car, um, you know, uh, and stuff like that, you know, it's just like, everything from the, the big, grand, exciting gun battle, uh, to the, to the small, mundane, filling out, uh, you know, a, uh, use of force report, and a, uh, you know, property damage report and a vehicle damage report, you know, all that stuff is in there. And it really gives you the full spectrum. Now, having said that, this show does provide some very intense drama that is probably not at all realistic to the 
typical 99% of rookie cop experience, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, like there's an episode where Nolan, who the, the main character played by Nathan Fillion, gets greenlit. And if you don't know what that means, basically when it comes to like organized crime and um, just like gangs and criminal organizations in general, you don't kill cops, you know what I mean? Because uh, it just brings way too much heat down on you, um, way too much attention. And, you know, you suddenly have, you know, depending on the city that you're in, um, anywhere from, you know, uh, 15,000 to 20,000 cops on your ass now. And that's not cool. Uh, that's going to fuck your day up. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't do it. Uh, but if a cop does something that is so wildly offensive to one of these criminal organizations, then that's what happens. It's called a green light. Um, and that means that it's a-okay to take a shot at him from the criminal's perspective. So I don't, I, 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 I don't know how many rookies in their first year ever got, have ever been greenlit. Um, I don't think it's a lot if there's any at all. So there's certain times, you know, where it's, it's, they, they really ramp it up. But you know what? I really just don't care. One, because these particular rookies are working in one of, if not the most dangerous and, um, you know, kind of action-packed areas of Los Angeles, um, you know, working in the Metro Division. So that means you have, you know, you're pretty much all over the city, you know, from from the, from the you know, quote, ghettos and and such and such <clears throat> to the more you know high scale upscale type of areas so you have the kind of the full spectrum when you're working in this particular division and uh and that makes for very diverse criminality for you to combat um and another thing that you know really i really love about the kind of again the mundane thing is that these guys throughout the entire f- first season are working towards this eventual test that they have to take. And so they're learning police code, uh, laws and subsection of laws. Um, and you know, just every single detail, you know, from, from the patrol guide to, to, you know, the, the books and stuff, uh, to, you know, memorizing every single street in the city. And, uh, and that just makes, when when shit pops off and things get crazy makes it so much more satisfying to watch these guys prevail it's cuz we are watching them put the work in um to learn all this stuff and to get all this stuff right and so when they get it right we feel really good about it and when they get it wrong we get kind of bummed out cuz we're like bruh should have studied harder you know or whatever um and it's just it's just such a damn good show, you know. Uh, I adore it. Um, it's just my favorite new show out there, you know, uh, of any kind. Doesn't matter, action, drama, comedy, whatever. Uh, it's my favorite new show, um, and it's it's just mind-bogglingly good, and it's wildly entertaining, and uh, the cast is absolutely incredible the 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 crew is is just got is just joyous you know they're amazingly talented um the you know all the way from the sound design to the camera guys to the sound guys the, the sound recordists to the music 
the lighting, um, the the effects department does an amazing job. Uh, you know, the onset advisors are keeping it pretty on point. You know, um, I just there's not really anything I can complain about when it comes to the show. Uh, and uh, you know, and that's just mo- that's mostly because of how well made it is. It's not really you know, it's it's very little, very little of it is my Nathan Fillion love and bias. You know, um, to think that stuff he does is awesome. Because again, like yeah, the show's called The Rookie, but rightfully, like okay, that would be my one complaint is the show should technically be called The Rookies, um, but uh, but we fa- focus mainly on. Nolan, it seems like, but we kind of don't at the same time, like, because the other three, the other two rookies get almost as much screen time as Nathan Fillion, so, um, you know, I guess that would be my only complaint, is just, like, just add an S onto the end of the title, and I'd be fine, you know, (laughs) um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just so, it's just so damn good, I love it so much, and good news strikes again, Rookie's been confirmed for season two. I cannot wait. This summer is just going to suck without my rookie and my SWAT and my SEAL team to keep me going, man. Like, what am I going to do for the summer now? Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, guys? What am I going to do? Um, I guess I, I guess I'll have to watch season one of Yellowstone and then start watching season two. As that airs, like I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I I just don't know what I'm gonna do for new for like a new show. Like, uh, if you have any suggestions, let me know, because I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh man. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So it took six months, but I finally talked about the rookie on my damn show. All right, now we got that out of the way. <laughs> now I can end. Now I can end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, I, you know, again, I've been saying it over and over again, but you know, I, I, I just, I so much appreciate you listening to my show. You know, um, I just, I, I, it, I can't tell you how much it means to me. You know, it just means, it just means so much. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, for more content you may enjoy let's do this let's do this outro now <laughs> for more content you may enjoy please check out the morning manga me podcast uh with heath he's a great host it's a great show you're definitely gonna want to check it out if you like mine you might like his too i mean it's not as good as <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no it's it's a really great show guys he's he's a really wonderful host and uh and you know if you like mine you'll probably love his um, so definitely check that out, uh, cause it's a great listen. Um, follow us on across the, uh, different social media. We got Instagram, we got YouTube, uh, I, I believe our Patreon's up and running. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, just go across all that stuff. Just look at, look for Mogami players across social media. Find us, hit the like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button. Uh, cause we got some really cool stuff that we got planned for you this year. Um, some stuff that's going to be coming up in the next uh, month or so uh, as well. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. We got like some live streams and stuff like that coming out. So um, you're going to want to check that stuff out because it's going to be toy. Um, yeah. Um, just, 
yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, thanks again so much for listening. Thank you again for stopping by for a nightcap. Have a good evening. Have a lovely day. Have a wonderful morning. Um, whenever you're listening to this, just have a great rest of <laughs> whatever. Have a good rest of your life. Um, that too. Let's go big or, or go home. And I don't go home ever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, have a good rest of your life as well. Um, best wishes from Nightcap with Jim. Um, and, uh, and thank you again and good night. Wow. That was, that was kind of nice. I kind of, I made myself happy with that one. <laughs> the Nightcap with Jim podcast is a Mungu Me production hosted by James Smith, produced by Heath LaBombard and James Smith. For more Mungu Me content, visit Mungu Me players all across the social medias.